Chapter Twenty Seven of Curly by Roger Pocock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrard. Chapter Twenty Seven: A Second Hand Angel. Scouting cautious and shine wide of settlements, except when we had to buy chuck. I herded my youngsters up the long trail north. We took no count of the distance. We lost all tab of dates, but camped where game was plenty. Pushed on when the sun was shining, holed up when the wind was too cold, and mostly lived by hunting. So we rode the winter through and came to the spring beyond, catching maybe more happiness than was good to have all at once. One day, the snow being gone, and the prairie one big garden of spring flowers reaching away to the skyline, we happened to meet up sudden with a pony soldier which he was lying under the shadow of his horse and playing tunes on a mouth organ keeps content with himself his coat was red his harness all glittering fine his boots were shiny his spurs had small cruel rolls he said his chief was his imperial majesty edward the seventh that his tribe was the northwest mounted police and his camp was called Medicine Hat, the same being close adjacent. We sounded him on robbers, but he seemed plumb ignorant, and said there was quite a few antelope if we cared for hunting. Telling the youngsters to camp, I went button along into Medicine Hat to prospect the same alone. It felt mighty strange to be in a town again, see the people walking around who belonged there, women and children especially. But the whiskey I sampled felt right natural, and for all my snuffin' and snortin', I smelt nothing suspicious in the way of a wolf trap. So I traded with a lady who kept store for woman's clothing, such as she used herself, enough to load up my pack horse. She certainly selected a liberal to judge by the money I paid. When I got back to camp, expecting supper, I found the kids had been quarreling, so that they weren't on speaking terms and I had to introduce them. Jim was special haughty, but Curly got heaps interested in the clothes I bought, crowing and chuckling over everything. Her favorite game was playing at being a lady, but now she shied at committing herself. Shucks, she flirted across to the far side of the fire. I can't oppress Jim in them things. I'd get so tame and weak, he'd sit on my head. You're due to get married, says I as sure as sunrise tomorrow so jim ain't caught me yet jim started in to catch her but she jumped the fire to clear him now she defied him complete don't you rush my corral with one of your fool kisses or i'll surely bat your head i ain't laid down my arms yet so she swaggered with her little brown hand on her gun the firelight glowing on her leather clothes and gold-bright hair, on the flush of her sunburnt skin, on milk-white teeth and laughing, flashing eyes. Jim's heart was burning, I reckon, for he went down on one knee and reached out his arms to her. There was only the fire between them. Say you love me, Curly? It can't be helped, Jim, she whispered, and her face went grave. But I surely love you. Right in the ranges of the world, and grazing in life's pastures, I've got to be plumb content with things present, which I can grab the same with my teeth. 
instead of hungering after that heaven above which seems a lot uncertain and apt to prove disappointing here i've got horses for sure plenty cows and monte one of my old riders for my partner bear hole is the name of our new ranch with the bull pines of the coconino forest all around us the hoary old volcanoes towering above and the lava beds fencing our home pasture back of the cabin is the spring where curly used to splash me when she washed the cave where she sang to me beside our camp fire the bubble spring the wind in the pines the chatter of the birds and the meadow flowers remind me of her always she has put away her spurs and gun never to ride any more with free men on god's grass because poor soul she's only a lady now and gone respectable last summer it sure makes me sweat to think of that scary business i went to ireland first came civilization which i'd never seen it before cities all cluttered up with so various noises and smells that i got lost complete when you stop to study the trail you get killed by a tram car then there was the ocean a sure great sight and exciting to the stomach mine got plumb dissolute pitching and bucking around like a mean horse so that i was heaps glad to dismount at liverpool that old country is plenty strange too for a plain man to consider for i seen women drunk and children starving and had to bat a white man's head for shining a nigger's shoes it beats me how such a tribe can ride herd on a bunch of empires as easy as i drive cows but if i proceed to unfold all i don't know i'll be apt to get plumb talkative when i came up against balshannon castle i found it a sure enough palace which was no place for me so i pawed around outside inquiring her ladyship was to home and i found her settin in a fold-up chair on the terrace it made me feel uplifted to see her there nursing a small baby crooning full talk to the same which she patted and smacked and nuzzled all at once wall says she as i came loomin' up accidental if it ain't old chalk didn't i tell you orders to come long ago now don't you talk or you'll spoil my kid's morals cause he ain't broke to hoss thieves yes you may set on that stool curly says i feeling scared is that your kid sort of i traded for him he's a second-hand angel now just ain't he cute he was a short cunning little person and thought me great medicine to play with Warris's lawship says i jim's down to the pasture breaking a fool colt and chaka oh you old felon how i enjoy to see your homely face i got good news father's alive yes in new york he writes to say he's got a job at a theater giving shows of roping and shooting he's the cowboy champion and her voice dropped to a whisper planning enormous robberies he'll steal new york i reckon curly says i suppose i give you good news may i hold that kid just to try now you tame yourself and don't get rarin up too proud then maybe you shall tomorrow tell me your news i handed her the documents which the governor of arizona had made for me himself 
Curly was pardoned, the charge against Jim was withdrawn, and I was to come up for trial when called upon. I shall not be called upon so long as I stay good. I saw the tears in Curly's eyes as she read, and her lips went twisty as if she were due to cry. Surely, she said, this comes of telling our prayers to God. So Jim and me is free to go back to Holy Cross? You're free. Old friend, she whispered, you must be first to tell Jim. Leave me a while. I walked away into the house as if to look for Jim, then crept back behind a curtain and watching her. She looked away to the west, and I knew she was longing for the desert. Then she kissed her baby on the nose, and once again, as in the old days, I heard her singing. Where are you from, little stranger, little boy? You was riding a cloud on that star-strewn plain, but you fell from the skies like a drop of rain to this world of sorrow and long, long pain. Will you care for your mother, little boy? Far off, I could hear the footfall of a horse. When you grows, little varmint, little boy, you'll be riding a horse at your father's side with your gun and your spurs and your hate-strong pride. Will you think of your home when the world rose wide? Will you wish for your mother, little boy? The horse was coming nearer up the drive. When you love in your manhood, little boy, when you dream of a girl who is angel fair, when the stars are her eyes and the winds her hair, when the sun is her smile and your heaven's there, will you care for your mother, little boy? The horseman, brought up half-rearing, stepped from the saddle, then threw his rein in the old range way, and Balshannon hurried to his wife. End of Chapter 27 End of Curly by Roger Pocock